Galnet News Digest, 2nd of November 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Thargoids resilient in face of onslaught. Osmium fee for Torval mining laser. Visit Colonia. Bumpkin Gate. Thargoids resilient in face of onslaught. Despite substantial anti-Xeno activities over the weekend in the eight systems that were attacked on Thursday, all eight of the attacked systems continue to report a massive Thargoid presence. The attacked systems are all in the Witchhead Nebula and the Pleiades, but the number of Thargoids in the Colsac Nebula and in the California Nebula has also sharply increased, with plenty of non-human signal sources. The lack of apparent progress raises the prospect that in the absence of Aegis, we've always been pretty useless anyway. Salvation might come to the rescue again, as he did with Kornsar, using his mystery weapon to wipe out the Thargoid presence in at least some of the affected systems. He's already positioned his megaship in the Merope system. There appear to be two different sorts of Thargoid invasion, with four of the systems affected by persistent non-human signal sources, such as were found in Kornsar, and the other four with non-persistent NHSSs. This may affect Salvation's choice of target, as he has previously favoured the persistent sort. If so, he's likely to choose one, or perhaps more than one, of Pleiades Sector PD-S B4-0, Evangelis, Honoros, or Shenvei for his next experiment. And who knows what effect that might have on an already rather displeased Thargoid fleet. Osmium fee for Torval Mining Laser Torval Mining has made its exclusive mining laser, the one with the long range and the fully engineered thingies, available for purchase from three megaships, the Pride of Bitterwood in EGM-559, the Champion of Commerce in Laguse, and the House Ascendant in 21 Eridani. They're not available for credits. In addition to arsenic, rhenium and phosphorus, you'll also need to bring along 16 tonnes of osmium for each laser you want to buy. Which rather implies you already have a mining ship. In other news, the Alliance and Marlinists are working together to arrange transport for Marlinist refugees who've ended up stranded in Alliance systems to the democratic Marlinist colonies. The standoff between Orion University and the Scrivener's clan continues, with the university blocking the dredger's hyperdrives and the clan refusing to allow the university enforcers to board. Civil rights group Advocacy has said the Scrivener's clan should be protected under the laws that protect the inhabitants of closed communities such as generation ships, a position rejected by the university. And two star systems have been renamed, Dr K's heart and Dr. K's soul will remain as permanent memorials to one of the galactic pioneers. Visit Colonia With one-third of the Colonia Bridge complete, the Visit Colonia campaign is encouraging sightseers to flock into the region, bringing their hard-end credits with them. Builders just like the bubble but smaller and with less to do, Colonia was formed around the hub of the initially damaged Jack Station, 
A mobile station that attempted to jump across the galaxy but ended up getting stuck halfway. A group of enthusiastic commanders did some long-distance trucking and patched the station up nicely, and then decided not to go back home, living instead out of this truck stop 22,000 light-years from civilization. At the time, it was the only starport anywhere outside the bubble, so it was a bit of an oddity. There really wasn't anything to do except explore a bit and hold town council meetings, so the inhabitants got to know each other extremely well. Over time, more folk started moving out to Colonia and the system developed suburbs. Except some of the folk who moved out later decided to move back to the bubble or retired. So some of those suburbs are pretty quiet now. A bit like ghost towns. Even so, there are now some wonderful facilities out in Colonia and the locals are rightly proud. There's a smart new fleet carrier factory and there are not one, not two... Not three, but eight engineers, seven of whom don't have a dungeon full of reanimated corpses. Coupled with enough densely packed stars for their light to flay the skin from your bones, even through a protective screen, Colonia really is somewhere to see. Once. Depending on your boredom threshold, possibly twice. And very soon, once the remaining two-thirds of the Colonia Bridge is built it'll be even easier to turn around and head right back to the bubble. Pumpkin Gate A prominent member of the Imperial Senate has withdrawn his objection to the sale of vegetable-inspired headgear after it was revealed they were not, as had been believed, actual pumpkins were fully functional headgear suitable not only for looking scarily stylish, but for also maintaining a breathable atmosphere in a variety of situations, including on airless worlds, where breathing might prove difficult, where one to simply wear a crudely hollowed-out squash on one's head. The difficulty apparently arose because the skill of the designers was such that it was not immediately obvious from the front of the headgear that it really was correctly fitted for life support. It's only when you look round the back that the air supply lines, CO2 scrubbers, radio communications and jump assist umbilical and other necessary accoutrements of an authentic piece of space hardware becomes apparent. So, it turns out that the pumpkin is a proper helmet after all, as is the senator who didn't do some search before denouncing it. But where will it all end? The reports that Manticore is working on a stealth variant of the Dominator for release before the end of the year that will look exactly like a pine tree fitted with baubles. And Supertech is reported to be working on a version of the Artemis suit with improved jump capability that comes with an Easter bunny helmet decked out with whiskers and long fluffy ears for release in April. But before either of these, Remlock is creating a Thanksgiving-themed maverick suit that looks exactly like a plucked turkey. And you'll never guess... Where the commander's head pokes out. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We wear the pumpkins so you don't have to. (laughs) 